everybody settled in for the beginning of our final retreat together. And so what I want to do is use this time to sort of give a little advice um, for the silent retreat. However, if we pay attention, hopefully I'll be able to explain that this advice pertains not only to the silent retreat, but also the season of Advent as we prepare for Christmas, but I guess in general for our entire life. So there are three points, as you might guess, that I want to make that we keep in our minds, uh, hopefully during the course of this retreat and beyond. <clears throat> the first one is this. So often people say, I, I go to this retreat because I want to listen to God's voice. Or I'm in prayer and I'm listening to what God wants to say. And there's technically nothing wrong with saying that. Because indeed, the scripture says that the word came forth, uh, that the word comes to our minds and to our hearts. Jesus is the word of God. And so often what I find is people come to me and say, Father, I'm in prayer and I don't hear anything. I'm not listening to anything. And to a degree, I think sometimes people think you're actually going to hear an audible voice. 99% of the time, that's not going to happen. But it does lead to a lot of confusion. You can get into all kinds of ways where we listen to the spirit in our hearts. And that's valid, but I think there's a better word. I generally don't like to say, listen to the Lord. We are here in prayer and on this retreat, not so much to listen, to, but to, to receive. Because listening is a form of receiving, but receiving is much broader. When we look at today's first reading, I think we can see the desert and the parched land will exult. The steppe will rejoice and bloom, bloom in abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. Why? Not because they've heard the word of God, because they've received the sun and the rain. It's receptivity to whatever God wants to give you. And the truth is, 99% of the time, what you're going to receive in prayer, you're not going to perceive in your intellect. You're not necessarily even going to perceive in your heart. You're going to receive graces that a lot of the times are going to become active afterwards. When the ground receives water in the sun, all of a sudden, boop, flowers just don't pop up. It takes a while for this to happen. And so what we want to pray, Lord, allow me to receive whatever you want me to receive. It may be a word. It may be a consolation, maybe some form of suffering, who knows? But we need to be more open and receptive to whatever the Lord wants to give us. And that kind of leads to the second point. And so look, I was going to steal it from her, but she used it before I had a chance to do so. And Robin said before in our little introductory, the difference between having expectations and being expectant or have an expectant attitude. What causes so many problems on retreats and in prayer and the spiritual life is we have expectations. I have this expectation, I'm gonna to come to the retreat and I'm gonna to answer to my prayers. The Lord is gonna give me this grace, he's gonna do that. Every time we have an expectation, chances are we are going to be disappointed because what we're doing is we're saying, the Lord is going to respond or I want him to respond in this way or I expect him to do it in that way. Don't have any expectations on God because you're just going to be disappointed. In the Old Testament, they had expectations that this is how the Messiah is going to come. This is how it's going to work out. 
and it did not work out the way they had expected. And so instead, we need to have an attitude of expectancy, to have an expectant attitude out of our heart, out of the core of our being. Lord, whatever you want to give us, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to follow through on your word. I know you're going to give me grace. I know you're going to show me your love. But what the difference, in a certain sense, even though I could probably get more differences between having expectations and being expectant, one is open-ended, the other is closed. One is saying, this is the expectation I have. Everything points towards that. It limits how God and when God is going to work. But if we're expectant, Lord, I know you're going to work, but I have no idea when. It may be on this retreat. It may be after. I have great trust that you're going to do something, but I need to do like we hear in the second reading from St. James. Be patient until the coming of the Lord. Patience is a hallmark of the expectant attitude. Don't have an expectation that by the end of this retreat, you're going to have an answer to whatever you want, the question you have, or God's going to give you this grace. But begin by saying, Lord, I am here expectant, knowing you're going to follow through, knowing you are going to give me exactly what you know I need. And because of that open-ended attitude, the same attitude Our Lady had, the same attitude that is so important for us in Advent and for the rest of our lives, is something that leads us to the third and final point. And this is one that I gave a talk on a few days ago, and I've been praying about it and thinking about it a lot. We live in a culture, I'm sure in a certain sense we've always wanted this, we live in a culture where we like to know immediately. If we have a question, if there is something uncertain, if there's something unknown, we're really kind of used to getting the answer. I was talking to someone the other day about how back in the day, if you didn't know the author of a book or someone, a lyric from a song, you would rack your brain about it, or if you really were persistent, you'd go ask friends, or you'd go to the public library, but you wouldn't even know where to start half the time, and you'd just forget about it and say, I don't know. But now, within two seconds, you can pull out your iPhone and you can find the answer. We do not like to stay, or not used to staying, in a period or a place of unknowing. Think of it, it used to be, this is how sort of this discussion came about. If I wrote you a letter, a pen on a piece of paper and sent it off, I A, don't know if you ever got it, B, I don't know when and if you'll respond, and then I don't know when it's gonna to come to me. There's this period of the unknown that you have to learn to sit and wait in patiently. But now, if father doesn't respond to an email in 24 hours, people are gonna get mad at him. If we don't respond to text right away, what happened? Do they not love me anymore? They're not paying attention? We are expected to respond immediately because we can't handle the unknown. And so, during this retreat, during Advent, during our own life, there's a goal for us to find peace in the unknown, or being in the unknowing. Why? Because we don't know when God is going to act. We don't know what he's going to give us. We don't know when, if at all, it's going to happen. 
And we have to be willing to sit in that. Because whenever we want to act and know, what is that? It's control. We want control. We want things to be like we want. And that goes to today's gospel. John the Baptist in prison. Colonel Ratzinger talks about this experience as an experience of darkness, bringing the question, are you the one who's to come? John the Baptist in this period where he, he's heard, he believes in Jesus, but yet, do I really know? He's having to wrestle and find peace in the unknowing, peace in not knowing something. Of course, Jesus gives the answer. Look at, look at the fruit. All these things are happening, and this is what points to the Messiah. That's how we find peace in the unknown, knowing that the Lord is taking care of everything. And that expectant faith and the receptive attitude. This is what is the hallmark of a retreat. It's what Advent is all about. It is the Jewish people waiting for centuries, if not millennia, for the coming of the Messiah. They didn't know when it was going to happen. They had to remain expectant about it and be there to receive whatever the Lord chose to give them. And so I think we take these to our retreat, we take these three things to our Advent, and it might be something good for us to meditate on before we meet with our director tomorrow. How can we take these three things in the retreat, in Advent, and then by the end of the retreat, to our entire lives, where we are not so much interested in listening, to receiving, not so much wanting to have expectations that limit the Lord, but to have an expectant attitude, an expectant faith, and most importantly, no matter what happens in this retreat, to find peace in the unknowing. We don't have to figure everything out. If we want to figure everything out, that's just us wanting to control, and the Lord will usually pull the answer a little bit further back. Learn to rest in that and the trust that indeed, if God became man, then everything's good. And if he died on the cross and rose from the dead, we won't figure everything out. Things are going to seem kind of crazy. But he has made and given us that definitive victory. We have to put our faith and hope in him. Amen.